Welcome back to the Black TV Shows podcast. I am your host, Niran Tomeskin, and today Shani is back with me. How are you? I'm great, and I'm always glad to be back. How are you? I, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about A Different World, Season 3, Episode 13, The Power of the Pen. This episode uh, aired on January 18th, 1990. Um, and basically this episode is Whitley uh, thinks that this beautiful poem that Dwayne wrote uh, is ab about her and not about math. Oh, and I want to mention this episode was written by not only Jasmine Guy, but also Dominic uh, Hoffman, if that's if I'm saying his last name right, but he plays Julian mm -hmm. on A Different World. Uh, oh, was that him? Yeah, he wrote this episode. <laughs> yeah, they. This probably is the start of their <laughs> the one they started dating. <laughs> They're like, let's write some scripts. <laughs> See, I thought that he only just had enough involvement to be Julian, and then it was done after that. But I have seen his name in the credits a lot. And he ends up, yeah, he ends up uh, writing um, two more uh, episodes of uh, of a different world. Uh, but then that was the end of his writing career. <laughs> he, he never wrote on anything else. So. Still look good. Um, yeah, so they they wrote the episode, and obviously Jasmine guy she she's going to be writing more episodes in the later mm -hmm. seasons. But this is the start of her, I guess, her writing career for a different world. Um, and obviously, this episode was uh, directed by Debbie Allen. So we start off with the professor Paul, because we don't call him Professor Man. <laughs> He reads out a There's poem. I figure out like what was his name that they were calling him. It was <laughs> Professor Man. That was his last okay. name. Yeah, but yeah. It, instead it's Paul, uh, <laughs> which is weird. They he's reading a poem. All I got from this poem is that yes, yes, yes. Like, <laughs> and then all the ladies get up and they're like yes, 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 and they start clapping. <laughs> See now, I have a feeling that this shot began with him reading halfway through a poem. All that I really could pick up from the poem was was that this was written from the point of view of a woman. Basically, she was speaking about a man who was just totally it for her. Most of the 90s songs were all lovey-dovey, I'll do what you say, uh, mm -hmm. I got a good man at home, so I'm gonna do what I can to keep him. I think that's kind of the direction that the poem was heading in. Yeah, at least that's what it sounded like to me. I, other than that, I couldn't pick up on nothing else. Yeah, and um, I like how when the, all the ladies clap, none of the men were into it, obviously. Um, and uh, Ron was like, "They act like they're we're at a pistols game, <laughs> or pistons, sorry." And then Dwayne checks the professor and says, "You know." Like, if this is back when I was in school, like, you would get a D in grammar. Like, as if he's checking the professor for grammar checks. <laughs> Let's start off with, Dwayne, you clearly were not paying attention to what you were listening to. Mm -hmm. Because all you heard was, I said yes, he said yes, we said yes. That's all you heard. Mm -hmm. And because all you heard was, I said yes, he said yes, she said yes, all of that. Yes, that would be a D in grammar <laughs> because there are uh, there are fundamentals that go into grammar when it comes to well, I don't think they even. I mean, they do call it grammar now, at, at least now in in today's time. 
when people think grammar, grammar is more focused on your usage of the language rather than the language itself. I'll say English, like, because that, that's what it's considered now. So when you are paying attention to an English composition, if you're reading an English composition, things have to be cohesive. What you're reading has to flow. Essentially, you're telling a story. So what happens if you're reading a story and everything is out of whack? We see it all the time in movies. There are so many people to this day who can watch a movie and can dissect this movie part by part and tell me every reason as to why this movie sucked. And, and you being somebody in film, I'm sure you're one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that you witnessed su such trash. <laughs> or, or not even it's, For you, it's beyond trash because of how deep you are into film and it's your passion so yeah. like you can get down to the technicalities of it outside of bad acting outside of oh you should have panned to the right more <laughs> it's down to to the words of the script it's down to the execution of the emotions it's down to how the set looks like everything has to come together and if we've all been in a situation where we watched a movie that did not seem like it uh, it kept in time with the storyline or it, we couldn't figure out what the storyline was. It's the same way on paper. Only thing is, I would say on paper, you're forced to pay more attention because you're writing it out. And these are thoughts being put onto paper. And there's a lot of thought that has to go into the thoughts that <laughs> you're trying to get out. So, uh, yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne wasn't wrong, but he only, I think he was only just being self-serving. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. he was really just focused on the fact that he didn't want to hear the poem. Yeah, and uh, the professor checks him and says, this is called creative license. And then he talks about how, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, he also has creative license when he does a, a, a dunk uh, with a basketball. So there's no difference between poems and basketball, basically. Uh, it's all creative license. And so then, um, oh, yeah, and then at this point, this is when the professor tells them, call me by my first name. So then this was like, it was weird. <laughs> like, to me, it was just weird that, like, I don't recall yeah. calling any like or it's like sometimes it's like oh mrs or miss uh mr paul or whatever you know what i mean like right it's, it's I, yeah i was just about to say the way that i was brought up i could have handled on adult's name it feels really weird to me to be calling somebody who of authority <laughs> just by their name but I, at the same time um these are adults in the classroom. It's, I, I think it's also clear that like these are adults who are used to saying Miss, Mr., Sir, Ma'am, all of that. So yeah. um, it is refreshing to see uh, a professor say, hey, no, call me by my name. Or, you know, or when they say like, Mr. So-and-so, that's my daddy. <laughs> Miss So-and-so, that's my daddy. It shows basic humanity. Oh, I and guess so, yeah. I think it's a good way to establish a different kind of rapport, especially from a teacher to student, 
point of view because I just know that if if my fourth graders were able to call me shiny, they probably would have treated me like an older cousin more so than you know teacher, you know. And mm-hmm. <laughs> but you don't do that with children though. You only do that with <laughs> let's not get it twisted. But it yeah. did feel weird hearing him correct though. Whitley's like, you know, in the land of no periods or like uh, uh, comma, semi uh, commas or colons. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what, what yeah, are you talking about? Um, and then Dwayne points out that like, the only reason he's in this class is that they won't gradu- uh, let him graduate without this uh, class, even though uh, he's a mathematician. And I was like, this is the part that I <laughs> relate to. Um, I had to take courses that had nothing to do with my degree. <laughs> oh, man. I think every college student goes through this, or anybody who has had any taste of an education, they go through this. I The only thing that I can come up with for the reason why we have all these other classes, I'll say one of the reasons could be for exposure. For you to be able to um, get a taste in in taking classes, um, because one, if we if we leave the classes, if if we leave the power of choosing classes up to college students, like if we leave it solely up to them, I mean, they could be having a roster full of cheese appreciation and everything else that has totally nothing to do with their class. Everything would be like a GPA pass. And that's cool and all, but at what point do you actually get into your own career? To me, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not, like, there was courses I took that I did not like. I was just like, I was not into it. Like, obviously, like, if they gave me, if they let me just choose any course that is available, maybe it would be a different story. But then sometimes they were like, you can only take these certain courses from this department because that relates to your degree in a weird way. University and college is, is not free. You're paying for a class that you don't care to go to. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> so what? Why are they forcing you to pay that money when it's like, this is not what I want to learn? Uh, yeah, and it was crazy when uh, he said uh, when he mentioned something about a vocational school. Yeah. Um, because one, I didn't really consider vocational school to be college. And can you be an engineer from a vocational school? Yeah, I believe so. I think if you were to become an engineer in a vocational school, though, you are. So the thing with vocational, it, I mean, he he's correct. Like you choose what you want to do and then they tell you what to do within that. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't have to go through taking prerequisite classes and things of that nature. But prerequisite classes only exist to see where you are. Imagine if colleges based you on your SATs in your ACTs and every other standardized test. Like, especially if it's proven that a lot of people test worse than they do their performance in class. So mm-hmm. if I do better, if I do better with studying and doing my homework every day, then I do taking a test, but you only base me off of taking my test? Wow, petty. <laughs> One, because um, you're not even giving me an opportunity to show myself. Right, prerequisite exist because they they need to know where you are and then once they find out where you are they want to build you up or at least build you up enough 
for you to not be bogged down by this requirement. But this also got me thinking, who created this college structure? I don't know. And is it universal? Wow. See, I have, I have my best culture shots when I'm talking to you. <laughs> because <laughs> it is so easy to forget that we're in two different countries. Oh, yeah. Regardless of us being connected by Detroit. But it's just... <laughs> like, you literally world? have to... You have to take a, a certain amount of credits. And then you graduate. But, like, it's, like, the specific, like, requirements for the degree is... Sometimes I'm like, this has nothing to do with my degree. Yeah, the only real thing I can think of is exposure. And um, Smartify sounds really uneducated. But... Uh, yeah, uh, exposure and elevation, I guess, because I don't, I, I, I think I don't think I will ever understand, because, because uh, for me, uh, my major was uh, radio and TV broadcasting. Why they kept driving home biology and yeah, that's making sense. <laughs> and thankfully, I got in that biology class with a C because me and science have had the worst relationship ever, but. Yeah, I, I don't know why they drove that outside of the fact that, yeah, I might have needed to know. I mean, yeah, I need to know science, period. You know, and part of me feels like as long as I know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, <laughs> I can skate through. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. You just said that. Oh, if any of my science teachers are listening, <laughs> then you feel full by knowing that I remember that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. But yeah, make, that that made me want to get a kind of educational professional and sit down with them and talk to them about why they do that. Cause, well, at least debunk the idea that it's pointless, or at least just explain it to me, because we also, we have more people that are going to college. It, it seems as though college college enrollment increases by the year. There's kind of a a flip side to that because while the enrollment increases, so does the retention. Well, so does the dropout rate, and the drop the dropout rate could be to many things. It could be to oh, I was just trying to go away to school, or I was just trying to get away from work. Um, I truly do want to further my education, but I didn't know what what I was getting into. Um. Yeah, there's a plethora of reasons as to why people are going away to school. But I do feel as though we can get on a better track with um, with fully staying on course uh, to your career. Don't don't give me fluff on my on my school schedule um, just because you feel like I'm not doing enough with my. When you're piling on these credits. Um, if, if if you're filling my class or, or if you're fill, filling my schedule with 17 hours and I'm a freshman, first of all, that's all a lot. It's a problem too if out of those 17 credits, only 12 of them are what I need to succeed in my career. I can play around with these five, these other five credits later, or these other five credits can. Y'all can work that out, and it could be some type of extra credit. But I don't need this. Yeah, right and now. and college would be cheaper for everyone. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just trying to find different ways to get money out of people. 
Maybe. Dwayne mentions that, like, um, you know, poetry is useless for his career. Just like what we were just talking about, certain courses are useless. But mm-hmm. then Kobe mentions, uh, he disagrees with uh, Dwayne's mm-hmm. point of view and says, it's far from useless. You know, um, poetry is, is there to stimulate your thoughts and open your mind. Um, because when he was in South Africa, they they forbid them from uh, reading a bunch of poets, uh, including James Baldwin. I, I understand that because uh, you know I, I've never been in a re- repressed uh, society, but mm-hmm. I have family members that are that are in a repressed society, and so uh, mm-hmm. n- not to this extent where they are not allowed to read certain things, but you know, repressed from the internet. You know what I mean? So it's like, I understand because then you're oh, like, your mind is like, you you have less things to read to get you thinking. It's it's heartbreaking to hear that. Because mm-hmm. um, we hear stories of our past and we hear things like, you know, reading was a privilege and not a basic human right. Um, yeah. We hear about people like Frederick Douglass and um, and other prominent uh, slavery abolitionists and just people in history who had to who had to learn how to read on the low mm-hmm. because if they were taught how to read, then somebody was gonna kill them. One thing that Kobe said, no, he didn't say it. Oh wait, yes, he did. Uh, he said that. Um, Something about, like, if I were to read, then it would cause me to think. Yeah. Or something like, like, and see, at first I wanted to say, like, well, yeah, I guess I did grow up in a repressed society. No, I didn't. What I grew up in was a society that bans books. <laughs> yeah, right I now, that's a thing. A society that is oversensitive. <laughs> the, the, this is, it's happening now. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... I at, I, I at one point told myself I was going to uh, look up the list of banned books, but I don't think I'm going to do that anymore because I feel like it's going to get on my nerves because it's like, why is this book banned for one? And then, uh, and really, I don't really need to ask why it's been banned. It, it's been banned because of sensitivity. Like, <laughs> What about Huckleberry Finn is is that sensitive to y'all? Yeah. You know, and then y'all y'all going too deep with the critical race theory, which is another issue in itself. Like y'all y'all have gentrified the name of racism and gave it a new name. And then it's all, well, you can't teach it in school because it's gonna make white people look like they actually did what they actually did. Kobe wasn't the only uh, migrant student that Hillman displayed. That just hurts my heart because I can only imagine like the need to get out. Yeah. The 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 feeling of I have to go because if I stay here, I'm I'm going to be repressed, could end up depressed, and like like it's too much negativity to be associated with it. The professor, you know, mentions that, you know, in a repressive society, a person that can think is a dangerous thing. Um, and But they live, the, the Hillman students live in a free society, 
but you know, freedom comes mm-hmm. with a price, which means that they got a homework mm-hmm. assignment. <laughs> they have to write a poem. That was uh, clever the way he did that. Huh? That was clever the way he did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, they have to write a poem uh, on Monday. Uh, it could be any length, any style. Uh, it doesn't need to be Shakespeare. Uh, it just has to be creative. And, um, you know, and apparently we find out that this is Ron's uh, fourth time taking this course. How's that even possible? <laughs> <laughs> For you to be taking this class four times? Uh-uh. He must have taken it like first year because like Dwayne, I think he, the reason why he's taking it now is because this was like his last choice kind of thing. Yeah, but I, I don't know if Ron just took it the first year and then just kept failing it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. So now now we're at the pit. Um, So Ernest, which like he's just been like a general like student. We don't really know much about him. All of a sudden has an interest in Freddy. Like of all people. Why Freddy? I don't know why. Um, And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just all of a sudden he has interest in her. And but he but Freddy comes in with another guy who's all about, it seems like, recycling, like, more of the things that, you know, she likes to do, right? Uh, but Ernest is like, no, I'm going to get her. I was surprised. Um, well, let's start with, exactly when do we begin to see Ernest? Because just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> he he came in season two, I believe. Is it season two? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just seems like Randall was gone and then Ernest was in. <laughs> So yeah, I wasn't able to really correlate when we start seeing him. Mm-hmm. But um, and then I also have to remember that Freddie is now of the state. Because at first I was like, you don't get in here? But <laughs> she's not 17 anymore. But his interest in Freddie, it is refreshing, but it does kind of throw you for a loop because it's like, you've been looking at him? <laughs> Really? You even look at her way? Wow. Yeah. What about her do you like? Um, but Ernest in turn is a very smart man. Yeah, that's why I was like, why not Kim? <laughs> you know what? And he can the fact that Kim even said that he deserves yes. somebody like her. <laughs> oh yeah. Um yes. If it was me. I think I probably would have put Ernest and Kim together. Let's let's say this. I'm saying this much loosely. Uh, I want to say like a second Walter and Jaleesa. And I say this very loosely because why? The, really, why so? Because because who would have put Walter and Jaleesa together? Oh yeah. <laughs> like we we did not see them coming. Um. Dwayne and Whitley, we could have expected. Like, there, there were little hints that were thrown out from season one. Like, back when Whitley didn't like nobody, and Dwayne was the main one throwing her bone. But, like, Walter and Jaleesa were literally like, like, so this what y'all doing? Um, and that's how it kind of feels with, with Ernest and Freddie. Um... And at first, it did just feel like it was happening out of competition with Livingston. Um, but I knew Livingston wasn't going to be around for much longer anyway. But I also didn't expect 
Livingston to end the way that he ended. I know. I I never. I I was like, I realized I was like, wow, I haven't seen this episode in a long time. I didn't know this is how it ends. <laughs> it's, um, oh wow! But anyways, we know that Livingston. He I guess creates art out of recycled um, items. Uh, which is I feel like similar things that Freddie is into. Um, and he actually uh-huh. invites her to the third world festival. I was, I was, when I heard that, I was like, does that mean like the, like, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know. Really cringe. Really cringe. Third world festival. So I was like, the cringe part for me was calling it third world because, um, at least in the States, and I don't know who started this, but, you mentioned third world anything, and we're thinking it. Um, we're thinking like Saudi Arabia, Africa. Yeah, basically anybody who doesn't deal with you know the level of spoiled that we're on, um, mm-hmm. I guess is considered third world. So when he said that, I was just like, mm, "What's happening here? Like y'all about to go learn about some Bollywood music? What's going on?" Then I thought they were going to like a film festival or something. Uh, so I'm feeling like it had to be something cultural. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so uh, he invites her to go that that evening. But then when he leaves right away, Ernest comes and says like, do you want to go to the game? To- I guess it would be tomorrow because he said Saturday and then it was the next day and he ended yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Yeah." And at first, because when I first re- watched episode, I was like, "Wait a minute, did she just said yes to like two dates on the same day?" But then, it, and then later in the episode, you could tell it was two different days. But I was like, "How are you saying yes mm-hmm. to the second guy when you just said yes to the first guy?" <laughs> you just said yes to the first guy, dude. Like, you got too much dip on your chip, Winifred. Slow <laughs> down. So then uh, we cut to um, Dwayne looking depressed. And uh, Walter comes and, you know, is like, what, what's going on? Uh, and he's like, you know, you know, this poem, this assignment, like, I, I can't write, po- like, poetry. Like, this is, I'm a mathematician. And then uh, Walter's like, oh, I, I can write poems. And <laughs> you wrote a poem for Jaleesa? So this is, oh, this, is, this is what I was able to write down from what he said. Jay is the joy you bring me as you pass me by. A is the association left uh, from your left to your right thigh. L is the luscious Three. lips kiss me tender in the night. E is the e- emptiness fell uh, fell when things ain't going right. S is for the sexy way you laugh at her jokes. And A is for the author, poets, and then he said a bunch of things, and then Walter Oaks. Um, <laughs> like, that was the worst poem ever. <laughs> I, you know, for it, I was just like, is this how all of the men were back in the 90s? What is this? Yeah. And 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 he, he said something like, uh, a sonnet would only get you to second base. And if you oh, try yes. to go all the way, you got to do an O. <laughs> yes. Partially, he's not wrong. Wrong. The problem is your content, sir. What are you saying to me? Oh, because you couldn't you couldn't have thought if I was Jaleesa, you're not about to say nothing to me 
about the association between my left and right eye. I'm checking out after that. Because <laughs> you can agree. You, you only are, ta you're talking to me within you window. <laughs> Just can't say it. But I, I think that's why he probably wrote it the way that he did. Because, you know, um, Walter has this running trope of being uh, insensitive and uh, excuse me, not not really insensitive, but being uh, what's the word? Misogynistic. Yeah. Chauvinistic. Um, this poem did not help either of those claims. But um, I see what he was trying to do uh, as far as helping Dwayne. I think he was just trying to tell Dwayne Stop thinking about it so hard. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I think Dwayne was having an internal battle of not wanting to do it, but also wanting to do a good job. And actually wanting to care about the assignment. This was also a challenge for Dwayne. Because we don't fully know Dwayne to be someone who is so forthcoming with his feelings. Um, I don't think we... No, I won't say that. I was just about to say, we see that he uh, that he expresses his feelings when he is speaking with Denise. Mm -hmm. um, maybe uh, Denise's departure might, might have caused him to kind of step back on having feelings um, because also by this time yeah by this time uh, he knows about Denise being married and so he already knows and so he's been through the heartbreak and all of that so now he's kind of like you know after after the pain you know um, but I think Dwayne is trying to lay low and kind of be nonchalant that's the word yeah, he, he wants to be nonchalant about this. But I also think that he wrote his poem in the way that he did because he wasn't expecting to read it out loud. Yeah. Or have it read out loud. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I like how Dwayne tells uh, uh, Walter the now I understand why Jaleesa left you at the altar. <laughs> and as he should, because, sir, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. What? And so we're in Freddie and Jaleesa's room. Uh, it's the next day. Uh, Freddie is back from her date with Livingston. Um, you know, they they did a lot of sitting. That's what mm -hmm. I got from it. And then uh, this is one of those nights where it wasn't just sitting. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so confused by the whole thing. <laughs> I feel like they might have spent a lot of time kissing and she was trying to be one of those girls that just doesn't kiss and tell. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. I don't think she went all the way with him. They could have gotten close. Mm -hmm. But I don't you know, back then you still you cared a little more about going all the way with somebody. Mm -hmm. And on top of it, you not only did you care more about doing it with that person, you cared even more about telling somebody about it. So yeah. uh yeah, I think they might have gotten gotten a little close. And Freddie Freddie was looking at him with the googly eyes. So I think Freddie was trying not to seem as if her head was in the class. You know, maybe she was just trying to 
you know, keep things quiet to see how things will go mm-hmm. before uh, proceeding. Because I um, remember in the conversation that she was having with Kim and Jaleesa, um, I guess this was the weighing my options portion of the conversation. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, talking to your job at the stop. So, yeah, yeah, I and so to, I and play you, a part. yeah, and she f- uh, she forgot that she had the date with uh, Ernie, um, and uh, and this is the point where Kim was like, you know, I I I thought he would be the type of guy to be into me, right, kind of thing, and then Freddie was mm-hmm. like, no, the, he is mine and all that stuff, and Freddie was like, oh no. Like, I want them both. What does that mean? And then Jaleesa was like, the drought is over. That's what it means. Period. Period. <laughs> uh. She did not light up. Um, and, and then to see, like, for a split second, that's what made me... I know it seemed like I focused so much on Freddie's age, but it's because partially I feel like I have to. She got to him as a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're watching this child grow. And Jaleesa has been similar to a mother figure to her. Um, or, no, nah, I ain't gonna call her a mother figure. She ain't that much older. Oh, actually, what? Jaleesa did see him in that 26. Yeah. So, so by the time Freddie got there, she had to be like 28. 29. Because this is the, or yeah, 28, 29. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's a good 10 to 12 years on Freddie. Okay, yeah. So big sister. So she's big sistering. Freddie, mm-hmm. because Freddie needed, and you know Freddie ain't from where everybody else is from. <laughs> so, so that that little moment there, when she was like, "You need to drop it," I was like, "Oh yeah, you need to learn. Um, you're starting to get a little big for your britches." So Freddie probably should have slowed it down, but mm-hmm. we're here now. So, <laughs> welcome to the club. Yeah, and uh, I like how, like, like how is this possible? Like, you know, I really were, was into Livingston, so how am I going to be into, like, Ernest, like, at the same time? And then uh, Jaleesa's like, Freddie, it's the 90s. Like, in a few years, nuns will, will be dating. And then Freddie's like, is that, is, that a good, is that a good thing? And then Jaleesa's no. like, yeah, it, it is if you're a priest. Yeah, because I was just about to say, like, no, it's not a good thing for a nun to date, but uh, <laughs> it's really all bad for both parties. This is why a lot of people become nuns after they've lived their life. Because <laughs> it, well, I'm not gonna say all. I just know a good chunk of them. They go to the convent after they've been married and had kids and stuff like that. I don't think they mm-hmm. planned it out to be that way. Yeah, because like you know, you you decide to be a nun. That's a that's an oath. Like, yeah, that's a life oath. So, a lot of people who do it that way, it's because they had like a breakthrough or some type of realization or whatever. But, like, now we're in the library. Um, you know, Dwayne has been in the library, I guess, for over a day trying to write this poem. He's worried about his GPA. Uh, po- <laughs> Ron's poem is done, it's in the middle of the night, the sun sleeps, and that is the poem. <laughs> And that is not the title of the poem. <laughs> no, that is the poem. It's a one-liner. Paul did say be creative. Mm-hmm. That was just... <laughs> that That was the most duh 
ever like it's like saying duh in cursive yeah what what are you saying to me what part of this is supposed to move me what is this like what part of this is supposed to encourage me to you know to hold on to what from this uh that's uh when the sun sleeps he sleeps i guess <laughs> exactly and and that that's the thing you left me hanging mm-hmm. you, this is a a cliffhanger and this is why english composition is important Dwayne ends up uh daydreaming uh, or not day and he falls asleep and starts dreaming and he wakes mm-hmm. up there's no one in the library it's dark and all of a sudden shakespeare comes to life um and shows up and uh, apparently uh you know Dwayne's been trying to read shakespeare to get ideas on how to write his own poem um and apparently he drooled on hamlet uh and uh Dwayne points out to shakespeare that you know you know his stuff is boring the stuff that he wrote is boring mm-hmm. you know you made romeo a whip and he is weak you know <laughs> like uh He's begging, like, by the way, I hated reading uh, Shakespeare. I hated uh, (laughs) Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet. What else have I had to read? I can't remember. I don't know. What what are other Shakespeare? I've read Macbeth. Yes, Macbeth. I read, I had to read that too. And watch the movie. (laughs) And watch the movie. The movie was better than, the movie was better than the book. (laughs) When I did Shakespeare, I did Romeo and Juliet, Macbeth, and I think I might have started on Othello. No, um, I never did that. I don't think I remember Hamlet. And I've heard I heard like a portion of, of Henry the Eighth. My biggest problem see see, you know, people a lot of people tend to skip certain parts with Romeo and Juliet. I'm not gonna say that Romeo wasn't no, I'm, I'm not going to call him weak. The man was in love. But I will say that both he and Juliet were stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, y'all, well, for one, this is, this is a typical, it's a typical family setup. Boy meets girl. Girl falls in love with boy. Let's bring him home. Oh, we don't like him. Y'all can't be together. They run off and live happily ever after. Um. In this case, these people already knew that they couldn't be together. Or they they already knew, oh, my family don't mess with your family. Mm-hmm. They knew that from the beginning. And then Ber- basically was uh searing on the Bergerac the whole the whole situation. And if y'all don't know who Cyrano the Bergerac is, he's somebody who has somebody talking for him to express his love to somebody else. Good story. Yeah, like they they knew from the beginning, and rather than just run off somewhere else, they died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay. really tra- Romeo and Juliet <laughs> is a really tragic uh, story. Um, <laughs> and but unnecessarily by the dumb. by the way, when I was in Italy, the f- I guess the first time, um, I went to Verona on my birthday. To uh, there was like a statue of Juliet, um, and like apparently there's like this myth that like if you uh, t- grab her left breast, that you will find love. 
So we all, me, me and my cousins, we did that. I took a photo. Hey. Um, see that? See that? That's. <laughs> did they have that like written somewhere, or like this is just, is this something that's just? I don't know. I it just I I did not know this until we got there, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll do it. I don't I don't know. Yeah, like I I would totally do it just for the whole purpose of doing it, but I just. <laughs> Yeah, to know who came up with this idea, and then also I don't know if you know the movie Letters from Juliet. Have you seen that with uh, Amanda? What's her last name? Bynes? No, um, she's she's from um, she's she's from Mamma Mia and uh, Mean Girls. But anyways, oh her, uh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So Cipher starts with S. I I can't remember what her last name is. Sure. Anyways. <laughs> Um, Letters from Juliet. That that movie's also based in Verona. So it's I feel like I don't know if Verona is like the setting of where Romeo and Juliet is. I don't I, I don't so. recall. Is it? Okay, I don't I, I don't remember. I think it is the setting because yeah, Shakespeare he did a lot he based a lot of his settings in the Italian area. Mm-hmm. Um and I do remember Verona being the setting for Romeo and Juliet. Because that was mm-hmm. one of the questions that I had to answer, and that was probably like the first right answer I got on the list. Yeah. So yeah, but like yeah, Romeo, he was in love the same way that Dwayne was in love with Whitley, and he had to, worse. He had to crawl and uh, beg, <laughs> like Romeo. Yes, he did a lot. Like his his cousin had to get involved, and in this case, because. Uh, his cousin, his cousin was um, the char- character Mercutio. Uh, in this case, Ron would be Mercutio. Because, <laughs> like, uh, and Juliet, and and she didn't have, she had the maid or her nurse rather. Who is Whitley's nurse? <laughs> Julia. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was no. Oh, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Y'all are a typical. Stop playing with me, Dwayne. I'm gonna need for you to start applying stuff to life. That's mm-hmm. what actually helped me understand Shakespeare more. Once you, once you read, like basically read the translation of the story, and then you'll be able to understand it. And I just foreshadowed all the way to the sixth season. If you know, you know. But uh, yeah. Definitely, if you read the uh, the English version to where you can actually understand it, the story would make much more sense to you, um, mm-hmm. which is another, I'm not going to say it's a life hack. I just feel like at this point, we all know to do that because nobody speaks Shakespeare anymore. But yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne had the whole, the whole idea wrong, but I think it was really all based off of the fact that he did not want to do this poem. Um, especially because he had plenty of other options to try yeah. to glean from when it came to how should I write my poem. You skipped over Maya Angelou. You skipped over um, Toni Morrison. You skipped over Alice Walker. <laughs> Sir, that's, and that's just three, three people who are Black. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're in a whole library. You have Let's say he didn't want to do a woman. Langston Hughes. James Bob. 
Yeah, which they were mentioned in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) What? Dude, you did not use everybody to your advantage. So you low-key brought this on yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Shakespeare is going to give Dwayne the power of the pen uh, for him to write this poem. Uh, And basically tells him, find something he's passionate about and let the pen give you the voice. And then this is when Mm -hmm. Dwayne wakes up. And he was like, oh, my God, I got to go. And then he drops the books and he sees the pen is there. And then he's like, okay. Yeah. So then he's like, oh, no, like, was Shakespeare really here? Like, and so uh, he ends up starting to write his poem. And then um, so then we're in the dorm room and uh, Freddie is going to go see Ernest to, like, I guess, break it off. I think that's what her plan was originally. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he, she was trying to be honest, and all of a sudden she sees Livingston, and is like, "Oh, hey, like, how are you?" And then she know she notices a girl is coming to meet him, and then she, he was like, "Oh, hey, I'll see you later, bye." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and, and see, this is <laughs> this moment altogether. I was I'm not gonna say I was in my feelings, but definitely was in my big sister bag because. First of all, you were supposed to keep your options open from the get-go, ma'am. <laughs> you were not supposed to be trying to lock somebody down your second year of college. <laughs> then, secondly, I mean, I admire that she was going to be honest with Richard, with Richard, with Ernest about, I, I like that she was about to be honest with him and come out and say, look, I went on a date with this dude and I like him, but I also want to go on a date with you because I like you. Yeah. And I don't want you to feel like I'm treating you like an option. I just want, I, I just want to be transparent with you. And I feel like if she would have gone that route, Ernest would have been like, okay, cool, and probably just would have did what he, what he felt like he should have done, or, um, or I guess what he was inclined to do, to ensure that she would want him at the end of mm-hmm. the day. But I'm glad that everything else played out in front of her to where she didn't have to do that. And I'm also glad that she made her mind up the way that she made her mind up. Because she could have dwelled on it. Mm-hmm. Like, can we reschedule? But she peeped game and acted according as she should have. And she yeah. learned her lesson from them. Actually, no, she didn't because then she got with Shazab and I still haven't really forgiven her for that yet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then she ends up going on a date with Ernest. We are back in class, um, and Dwayne mm-hmm. wants Whitley to read uh, the poem, and uh, uh, just to get her opinion about it. And so she starts reading. Uh, the poem is called My First Love. So this is how the poem goes. It starts this way, because then she doesn't finish it. But she uh, she reads... Uh, she's always been a challenge to me from the very first hello. I, pers- uh, I pursued this woman. A mystery and determ- determined would not be a puzzle to me. I soon found comfort in her complexity. I look into her dark and smoky eyes, admiring her angles and curves, her, her elliptical lips. And then it's she was like, I can't read. I can't read it anymore. Girl, I really um, was killing me. By the way, so I, I've seen this episode already, but I think the first mm-hmm. time I actually watched this, I really thought this was actually about a woman. I didn't I didn't see this as about yeah, math. Same. 
I had to to watch this episode over the course of some years to understand. Um, but I think that also was because I was a kid watching a different world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, when you sit down, and it might have helped too that I've taken some more advanced math classes, or you know, I've taken. The math classes that I was taking at the time that I was, that I first watched this episode versus <laughs> the, the classes I was taking, I'm just saying it, it helps to have a little context to be able to understand. But yeah, it took it took me a long while for me to understand. And when the moment clicked, I was just like, oh, because he also he he still used some math terms that. You know, I haven't, I didn't take a class in order for me to understand. Because, like, elliptical lips, I'm still not, I'm still lost there. Because I know what elliptical means. Like, elliptical in math, what, what's elliptical in a math equation? What is, I don't, I don't even know. Well, I don't, I don't know. The only, only elliptical I know is the exercise equipment. That, <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing that popped up on Google when I wrote that. Eclipse? Maybe he's talking about eclipse because that's what I just put. I put elliptical math. Um, what is elliptical in math? It's an eclipse is a circle that has been stretched in one direction and it gives it, uh, it's the shape of an oval. So maybe he's talking about angles? Yeah, well, he that's what well, parts of this was about angles because he says, I look into uh, her dark and smoky eyes admiring her angles and curves. Mm. her elliptical lips uh so she doesn't want to read it anymore she tells cam oh my god this poem is about me uh you know like he loves me and all that stuff and i'm his first love and so then Mm -hmm. the professor comes and he reads his uh, poem from his freshman in college uh and it was uh it's called after the hurricane and the poem is a tree stands and that was it and he got an F. And then Ron was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> at least at least his is a bit longer, but it's it's close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My thing was like for for me, that was a sentence. <laughs> you call it after you put the subject in the heading and then the predicate as the poem. I would have failed you too. <laughs> Yeah. Because what? Again, this is why English composition is important. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I liked how the professor was like, uh, he brought it as an example so that you know, no one can write as pitiful as this. And yeah, there is someone that can. it in when he assigned it. <laughs> as an example? Was, so this is what I, exactly. This is what not to do. At this point, Ron's like uh, h- hiding. But then the professor was asking uh, any uh, any volunteers, and Whitley volunteers Dwayne, and Dwayne's like, unless anybody else wants to do it, and then everyone's like hiding, and just, he was not happy. He's just like, yeah, and so he was like, thank you, Whitley, like, but not in the happy way. Anyways, he reads the full poem. So the to continue on to what he was. The, the beginning part of this poem he says um she divides men from boys adding and subtracting hearts until uh, alone i stand her heart in 
her, my hand. She is mine. It's all for X, my first love. And all of a sudden, Willie's like clapping. Like, she's like, oh my God, it's the most beautiful poem. I, I could see that woman, you know. Divine in me. Girl, sit down. Yeah. Because what man and Yeah. Because every time you, any involvement Whitley has had with a man, he was a man, not a boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she says, like, the poetic Im imagery just leaps off the page, dividing men from boys. Uh, she sees a woman, she knows there. And then Kobe's like, no, I don't see no woman. Uh, I see a concept. And, um, you know, Whitley was like, no one writes about concepts. Like, that's just not, not a thing. People write about love. And um, Kobe's like, no, he wrote a concept, and it, the poem is about mathematics, his first love. Um, and Dwayne was like, yeah, it is about math. Um, and like, Willie was like, how is that possible? And even Kim like joins in and says, yeah, I think it's about math. Like, as I said, when I read this poem, I did not see math, but you know, obviously I'm not into poetry. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not, uh, knowledgeable about poetry. I'm not an expert. So I, that makes sense why I didn't think it was about math. But it was very creative. Like, I love the creativity. Like, that's that's something... Like, I wish I... When I was in, in school, I was able to create a poem about the things I love. You know what I mean? But... Uh, I, I And then Paul mentions that, you know, a good poem is, you know, uh, you know, up to interpretations or... All interpretations are all valid um, when mm -hmm. the poem is really good. Which in... In Dwayne's case, his poem was really good. He better get an A for this or A plus. Okay. <laughs> and, not, and not lower his GPA. And he kept saying, like, it, it'll still be about that. I, <laughs> I love him. Just, like, I, love him. I, I, I said that. what I said. I meant what I said. Like, why not you want to contemplate what I said? You know, that's a good thing about poetry, though. Um, the fact that it, it that it is up for interpretation. Mm -hmm. um, some poems are more clear-cut um, some poems are kind of like you know I'm just writing my heart out type of thing but then when you have these types of poems when you have or, or when you when you when you're able to push your mind a little bit when it comes down to to word usage and and how you're trying to paint a picture that that's what makes things like poetry and reading as well, more interesting. You mentioned Dwayne kept saying this is still about math. Um, but then Shakespeare just pops out of nowhere and says, yeah, it's about math, but you should tell this woman that uh, it's about her. You know, this woman is fine. I was like, like what? And I'm like, boy, go back to sleep. What is wrong with you? Yeah. You are literally thousands of years older than, than this woman. She's a child to you. Yeah. Hey. And then that's how the episode ends. Um, yeah, I really like this episode. And I love, as I said, I really love the creativity that Dwayne put in that uh, poem. I, like that that part was like whoever wrote, uh, clearly Jasmine Guy and Dominic mm -hmm. wrote the script. Like I think Dominic comes from the, um, the, the world of Shakespeare. Like I think he's a theater based uh, actor. I feel like I heard something like that too. 
So I feel like that's that they really put their touch in this episode in terms yeah. of the, the writing. That was up his alley. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think for the most part, people that came uh or people that are that participated in a different world um have some association with it. Not all of them. People like Dominic and and Jasmine, um, who've done their share of on stage, off stage, um, transitioning into TVs, TV shows, and well, no, not even transitioning because wasn't Jasmine on fame before she? Yeah, she was a dancer. Work? She was a dancer. Yeah, yeah. Th- this was up everybody's alley. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the fact that this was a uh, a Jasmine and Dominic collaboration and both of them dated at one point, like now it's just, hmm, were y'all living that y'all love through this show? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, it, it, it's just at this point, now we got a lot of things that can be left to interpretation. Uh, but this was wonderfully produced. Uh, it was very clear cut and this episode, you know how uh, a lot of episodes that we review, um, the B line or the B story kind of drags out. Yeah, this and, one was like, like it was like, like nice and it short. It goes and it drags out, and then it's like, okay, what are we doing here? Yeah. This was clear cut. Freddie went on a date with a dude she liked. Dude turned out to be trash. She go on a on a date with with another dude that she liked. Let. <laughs> find out next week on Dragon Ball Z. Bravo, Jasmine and Julian. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for it. (laughs) Completely here for it. Uh, So we had some guest stars. Oh, I don't know. I think he still acts. I feel like I've seen him in things. I've seen him somewhere. Yeah. Look him up and see what's the last thing I saw him on. (laughs) <laughs> while you do that uh so here are some guest stars mm-hmm. that we had on this episode um we had alex uh, desert as livingston i was wondering how i recognized him from like uh alex uh does desert i think that's how you say his last name De- or desert i've never known his real name anyways i was like why do i recognize him and i realized he was in boy meets world as uh eli i don't know do you do you watch boy meets world I do, but he—that's not where my mind went. Oh, <laughs> uh, where where does your mind go? I, he was on the show called Becker, which really oh. shows the lack of cable that I had growing I up. I've never heard of uh, that show. Um, so Becker is a show that follows a guy, John Becker, who's a doctor. Uh, John Becker is played by Ted Danson, uh, who was on Cheers. Can't think mm-hmm. of his character's name. Uh, in the show Becker, uh, he would uh, he would stop at this. It was it a bar or a restaurant. Becker had a friend who ran this diner type of place, and Alex plays the character name. Oh God, what is this character's name? I had it in my mind. I think it's is it Lawrence or I don't know, but. His character is a blind man. And this blind man is always at this place. We see him walk in and out. Like he lives his life accordingly as a blind man. His character, it's almost like his character doesn't 
not that he doesn't know, but he doesn't recognize that he's blind. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also had he he has a lot of the punch lines too. <laughs> yeah, they said that uh, Dominic is or was in SWAT in 2017. Oh, okay. Girl, he's 60 years old. <laughs> yeah, of course. He looked good for 60. I, I thought he was going to be like 55. <laughs> I didn't know that he was like 60 yet. But, okay. And he aged well. He looks really good. But, and okay. then... Uh, oh, so but, Julian is a voice actor? Okay. Yeah. My bad. Okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, and then I've also Alex has guest started on House of Pain, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, um, and then we had John H. Uh, Francis as William Shakespeare. He has fifty-two credits. To his name, I don't. None of it was anything I I know of. Um, and then we had Ruben as Ernest, and then we had Eric LaSalle as Professor Pan, uh, <laughs> Professor Paul Mann. Uh, he That's one of those his name, huh? Okay. What? Could, for the life of me, I could not. So, uh, Paul, I've seen him in other things. Yeah. And I knew that his name was something, because I knew it wasn't Vince LaSalle, because we know Vince LaSalle to be a character from, uh, what is that show? Recess. Uh-huh. So I knew that wasn't his name, but I knew that his name was close. So Eric and, LaSalle, that's his name. And it's okay. Eric with uh, a Q at the end, which is weird. I didn't know that either. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so one of the things I notice on his 62 credits that he has, uh, he was in Coming to America. Coming to America. The, mm-hmm. the original. That's why I know um, him for the most. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we had, oh, I'm going to get his name wrong. Uh, Abner Marora. No, uh, yeah, I don't know how to say it, but uh, he plays Kobe. Uh, and he's only the oh, only okay. acting credit he has is a different world, and that's it. He doesn't. He never did any other acting. Cause you know um, how Kobe isn't the only uh, guy from Africa that they have on the show. Oh yeah, they had someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was about to say I think uh, I thought that Kobe had did other things outside of a different world, but it might have been the other guy. Hmm. So I put a poll out saying, you know, what was Dwayne's poem about to you, like to the audience, right? And 43% mm-hmm. said women, 43% said math, and then 14% said other. So I guess people, so I guess some people saw it as a math. It was about math. Okay. So y'all were paying attention to the episode. Mm. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like maybe we should implement a watch party or something. <laughs> yes um so yeah and that is the episode right there um do you want to plug your social media yeah you can follow me on tiktok um <laughs> my tiktok at tiny big t-i-n-y-y-b-i-g-g-s you can follow me on instagram at damn girl you know everybody and twitter at i love them 90s capital i-l-t 90s didn't I put something out the last time? I don't know. Oh, right. Black Exchange. You can go ahead and follow the Black Exchange. It's in my bio. Um, check out My Vision, My Journey, the radio show. Um, you guys will still get that information. I'll post it on my page as well. For you all who play VR, you can follow me uh, at Tiny Bigs. It might be Tiny.Bigs. I don't remember. 
But um, so far, I've only played VR chat. I don't really know what else I'm doing on VR. So if y'all can help me out in that in that manner, then go ahead um, and add me on the Oculus too. Follow the Black TV Shows pod at Instagram. Also on Twitter, but as I said, I haven't really... Twitter is just not my thing. So it's just... I'm never on Twitter. So, uh, but yeah, follow on uh, Instagram. If you have any feedback for the episodes, uh, uh, email at blacktvshowspod at gmail.com. If you're listening on Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, leave a five-star rating or review. Um, yeah, and then Spotify, subscribe. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that's all. Um, I guess we'll talk to y'all on the next one. Bye. Bye.